Hi, everybody. It is episode nine of Law School in Brief. I am one of your co-hosts, Lydia, and I am joined on this brunch edition, the amazing... Oh, it's Megan. <laughs> Again, I'm always waiting for you to add more superlatives to my name, but then you stop it amazing and I just have to interject. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, we haven't recorded on a Monday morning in a while, but... Ever? Have we ever done that? I don't know. This might be a first. This is definitely a break edition because we would not be recording on a Monday morning during a semester. That is correct. But it is a beautiful Monday morning here in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, a balmy 45 degrees. I'm sitting next to my Christmas tree that has uh, received a fresh infusion of presents beneath it this morning. Oh, how did that happen? Santa um, came early? Santa, Santa came early um, in the form of a United States postal office worker dropping off a few boxes from my in-laws and my sister-in-law at our doorstep. Um, yeah, very exciting. I kind of can't believe Christmas is in four days. Does it feel holiday-y to you? Kind of. Like, I've been really going hard. I've been like... On what? Uh, on holiday, like, uh, content. Content. <laughs> um, like, Billy and I drove around um, this, like, there's a shrine near, a, a Catholic shrine near St. Louis. It's actually in Illinois. But they put up over a million lights. Um, oh. Yeah. It's, it's a really beautiful campus. We've gone during the day, and it looks insane when it has a million lights, but... We drove around that, which you can imagine um, that we really had time to enjoy the beauty of the lights because the pace that you drive through it is like less than one mile an hour <laughs> because of all the other cars there. Right. Um, for anyone else who's listening who might come to St. Louis someday to go to WashU or SLU, uh, the Missouri Botanical Gardens has lights up. And it's so nice, but it's like you walk around. And so that's the only reason I didn't do that this year. We opted for the COVID safe car edition, but yeah, I mean, I've been eating my advent chocolate and, uh, I have a little tree, but, and I watched Die Hard and Klaus. Um, I started watching the Dolly Parton movie, but I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It was too much. It was too, I don't know. I just, I don't want to ruin it for everyone. Um, mm. It was two something. But anyways, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I've been like planning out food. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, I missed latkes for Hanukkah. I didn't get to make them during the window of what was Hanukkah. So I'm going to have to make a ton now because Billy and I talked about it like every night. We lit some candles too. And we were like, just, we never had enough potatoes. We only had like three and we're like, we need to get some more potatoes. And like, for some reason during that like eight day window, we did not get more potatoes never made it yeah and it just like it was so uh, it, taking exams the first half of december sucks i don't know those are my unfiltered thoughts what about you what what have you been how have you been feeling the holiday break mm, well i've been drinking it up <laughs> um okay. really 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 enjoying it um you know i've been waking up later than i usually do 
And I have been going to, there's this store in Greensboro called Reconsidered Goods. Um, and I, I am going to turn this into a plug for Greensboro and Elon Law. Are we like kind of competing right now? Right. St. Louis has a botanical garden, which is cute, but <laughs> so Greensboro's botanical garden um, I shouldn't say it like that because Greensboro actually does have an arboretum. <laughs> Our version of the Christmas light extravaganza is really beautiful. It's called, I think it's just called like the Christmas balls in Greensboro. Um, and I stumbled, uh, I stumbled upon them last year totally by accident without like hearing about this as a phenomenon. But there's a neighborhood in Greensboro called Lindley Park. And um like in that neighborhood and kind of these surrounding areas, there's this tradition. I don't know like how it started or like anything like that, but um, where like all the houses in the neighborhood put up these huge Christmas balls and it like the ball, it's just a big sphere and it's covered in Christmas lights and they hang them in the trees. So at nighttime, oh. it's like the entire neighborhood. It's like you're walking into a Christmas tree. I love that. Charlotte has a one street like that and it's oh really God. pretty. People drive down it. It's but how much, how much space is this? Like, Oh, it's, it's like, it's like square miles. We're talking like you can look it like, just look as far as the eye can see, like try to like squint into the night and see as far as you can. And there are Christmas balls and orbs everywhere. It is so wow. magical. So beautiful. That sounds um, great. Is it free? Yeah. It's just like totally. you just are walking. Okay. See, the Missouri Botanical Gardens cost 20 bucks. So, oh, yeah, I Greensboro wins on this one. It's just a yeah. community upwelling of like beauty for free. Yeah. You win. Yes. And everybody, it's like everybody's on the same page. You, I'm sure that if you buy a house in that neighborhood, like your neighbors give you the what's up about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Truly, like every single house has them. And it's so uniform that I thought surely there must be like a company or like the city of Greensboro pays for this in some way, you know, like something like yeah. that. Um, no, it's all individual homeowners. Like wow. everybody like pays for it themselves. They get their own orbs, they hang them themselves, but everybody does it. And it's so pretty. Wow. Yeah. So that's been kind of like you my know, little those neighbors have so many differences in between them, but you know, like politically religious, whatever, but it's like, let's all just like hang some light orbs. Exactly. That sounds just so nice. It is. It is. I will have to like send you a picture. Um, cause it's just so beautiful, but yeah, that's been, that's been like my holiday thing. Oh, and I was going to say, I've been going to this store called reconsidered goods. Oh yeah which is a, like a secondhand store. So imagine, you know, when you go to like a Goodwill, it's mostly closed, but there's always kind of like a home section. Yes. And like, okay. So reconsidered goods is basically the home section of a Goodwill plus like all kinds of used crafting materials. And it's huge. Like this store is gigantic. Um, and I've been going We're there. Greensboro so well right now, Megan. Oh, like honestly, <laughs> I, I, go, to, go, I go to Reconsidered Goods because everything is dirt cheap, like super, super cheap. Oh and I don't even need stuff, but I'll go there just to get inspired. <laughs> like if you needed, for if you had an art project in mind that you needed like 500 
corks for they have a cork barrel and it's like okay fill your bucket with corks and like the bucket's a dollar like every bucket you fill with corks is a dollar kind of thing so I have been going and just kind of like browsing and I'll I will spend ten dollars and come home with like bags full of crafting materials and so my whole like dining room is which is where we have our Christmas tree it is like to the walls floor to ceiling Christmas reconsidered goods. So oh, fun. Yeah. Gosh, I, I'm so, so grateful that like the vaccine has started to be administered and I, this is going to be one of the first things I do when I go back to North Carolina, when I can travel with that. Vaccine. Oh yeah. Come to, come with me to reconsider goods. I need, I need yeah. you, the, the, the resident artist to come here <laughs> and like This is dangerous. This is so dangerous. I've been making a, this is one of my highs. So this is a good uh, segue, but I've been making a crafty DIY trash to treasures present for Billy. I don't think he's going to listen this week because he's, he's finishing up a paper. Um, Oh God, what? Yeah. He cross registered. uh, Sorry to just be airing his class schedule. I think this is fine though. He cross registered in an econ class. That's not in the law school. And that semester for that class is like a little bit different. So he still has a final paper due, but it's due like in January, but he's like, I'll just do it and it'll be done, you know, which makes total sense. Um, But yeah, I want to cross register too. If if we were in person, there's so many things I would do. I would like cross register in the architecture school. I would go study abroad, but now it's like, if we're back on campus next year, I just want to be with my friends in class. I don't know. Anyways, that was a digression. The thing I'm making for Billy is <clears throat> he wanted to start weightlifting over break and then realized how expensive weights are. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, he's probably just like looking at new weights. I'll go on Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist and like see what I can get him and like get him some like used weights, but I'll like lice all the crap out of them and it'll be great. They are so expensive. Have you ever like looked at weights? No. Okay. I I was shocked. There's no way to get cheap weights unless you are like very, very lucky. So I'm doing a DIY version of a <laughs> barbell, which is just like I went to Home Depot. <coughs> no, I'm uh-huh. sorry, I went to Lowe's. Lowe's is cheaper than Home Depot. Um what if this podcast were sponsored by Lowe's? Sorry, the I need to just settle down. Okay. Is the coffee hitting you like really <laughs> hard right now? <laughs> This brunch hour podcast is different. (laughs) But so I basically got like a piece of pipe, Um, not lead pipe. What is the uh, material? Iron? No. Iron pipe? No, I already said lead. I don't know. It Not PVC. It's heavy, heavy metal. And then I got PVC fittings on the ends Uh uh, like to screw on. Um, And then... This is hard to describe on air, but okay. Imagine a a bar with um, little attachments on the end, like plumbing attachments. And then instead of like continuing the plumbing, there's like a plug that you can like screw in to the PVC fittings um, so that the water stops (laughs) in an actual plumbing scenario. But I just got all these plugs and I'm going to super glue them onto the tops of different like bottles so like a big Gatorade bottle, a milk gallon bottle, like things that are different sizes and then fill them with sand because sand is $3 for 50 pounds of sand. Oh they're, my. 
that yeah i mean it's much bigger than like a dumbbell like the the uh amount you have to like physically it's much bulkier but i was like okay i'm gonna have all these different weights and then you can like attach them to the barbell like by screwing them in um via this plug and then i have buckets that have like little court measurements on the side and did some calculations for like how many pounds like a quart of sand is uh-huh. so those can be hung off of the barbell as well and i'm gonna like wrap the parts where your hand goes with the like with some nice like cushy stuff and like i i painted everything black because it looked ugly with the <laughs> um <laughs> with the pipe and the pvc fittings but now it looks very sleek and i'm gonna put some like gold accents on there as well so that is if i were Unfortunately, if I were only in Greensboro, I could have probably made this whole project for even cheaper. I would have like <laughs> something from from like the recycled goods, but I don't know. Even getting it from Lowe's was not too expensive. I mean, the sand, the sand is really the amazing price. And Billy doesn't know about this. No, Mm-mm. Billy, if you're I, listening I, to this podcast. Like, you turn it off right now, young man. <laughs> Well, I, I couldn't, I actually made him something else, but I couldn't wait to give it to him. So I just gave it to him at ha- at Hanukkah, even though we didn't exchange Hanukkah presents. I was like, I can't wait. I have to give it to you. Um, well, surprises are even harder for me, you know? But what was the present? That present was, so I got these free mugs. Um, I went to go pick up some free like Cathlon pans, huge win uh, from Facebook and there, there were also some like free like mason jars and mugs. And I was like, I'll just take these. I'll, I'll find something to do with them. And the mugs were just so cute and they weren't like branded or labeled or anything. They kind of were like, there was one that was dark blue and one that was dark green that had like the flecks on them, almost okay. like a camping mug, but it was made out of ceramic. Oh. And um, I had been wanting to do something with this image. I was thinking like a t-shirt or a hat, but then when I found these mugs, I was like, this is what I will do with this. Billy and another one of our classmates, Garrett, um, were talking about this billboard in Kansas called Wheat Jesus. I highly recommend Googling it. Wait, Jesus? Like a field of wheat. Because oh, Kansas. Wheat, wheat, wheat Jesus. Wheat. Yes. So, um, I oh. was like, I have two mugs. I will give Billy and Garrett matching mugs. Cause that'll be really cute. I, I don't know Garrett that well, but he's like a really sweet guy and he's from Kansas. And so I was like, this will be great. They can have matching mugs. So I like just printed the image on this like decal paper and like, you have to like spray it and then put it in water and whatever, and then transfer it onto the mug and then bake it. But yeah, I did that. Cause I was like, this will be great. Like these two buds can have matching Kansas themed wheat jesus mugs it went over really well so <laughs> i am looking at the billboard right now and it it's it's more artistic than i was expecting it to be so it's it's it looks like it's just situated on the side of the road somewhere in the plains yep. That's <laughs> um right. you have a a white frame and then this like beautiful it almost looks like an oil painting yeah um, i don't know how they did this <clears throat> yeah of a young a young Jesus who's standing in wheat up to his uh, chin. So you can see his head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Love it. Yeah. Love it's, it. it's a kind of an odd image. And um, I just thought it would be great on a mug. <laughs> Why not? So <laughs> yeah. 
Dang, how did we get there? I think I was saying, I don't know. We were talking about the holidays and how it doesn't really feel like the holidays. And for some reason, despite all the things I've described, I still kind of feel that way. Yeah, well, you know, I've been trying to, so earlier in the episode, I said that I've been drinking breakup, but what I, like, it's like every day I wake up and I have to remind myself to actively relax because well, I am on winter break, there are things that I could be doing for law school still. Yes. Same here. Don't you hate that? Yeah. Like, so, you know, I couldn't really fully relax until we got our grades, all of our grades. And then on Friday, I got, or no, I think it was Thursday, Thursday or Friday, I got all of my grades and I was like, whew, great. Now I can fully relax. But then right after that email, I got the prompt for the moot court competition that I'm supposed to be doing in February. And it's like, and now you have to start writing a brief. Like, God dang it. Can't I just, can't I just have like one day where I don't have something weighing on my mind? Be nice. It'd be nice. Mm. Uh, Yeah. We had a, um, a like webinar the first week of break that was about um the winter break job search and they were like this is not about job searching it's your full-time job this is not a break and i was like okay y'all send us these mental health emails all right your messages aren't lining up they're mixed yeah you're getting some mixed messaging for sure yeah anyway this is an this is a podcast about law school so i'm wondering if maybe we should talk about that Oh yeah, totally. Um, I mean, I have, I have law school stuff like mixed in with my highs and lows. Okay. I don't know. Like, what about you? I also have like a general, my, I guess the, maybe the theme for the day could be like the winter break job search. I, for like, y- you already know what you're, what you're doing, which is amazing, but I could describe what I'm looking at. The people want to hear the people want to hear. Cause I feel like, I, I feel a little bit like, I have somehow escaped what should be a very anxious time. Like I like really high. You did it so right. You did it right, man. It's just I, no. I really feel like I got lucky, and so um, rather than bask in my privilege, I would like to <laughs> writhe in agony and anxiety with you Aww. as you talk, as you talk about the job search. I'm here. Let's do it. <laughs> should I do that before we do highs and lows? Oh no! I think we should do highs and lows first. Oh, okay, 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 cool. What What are your What are you other than going shopping at an amazing place and stepping into a Christmas tree of Greensboro? What's <laughs> well, so I'll just give you like my highs, lows, and mids like right off because I don't Absolutely. really have much. Um, but so I'll start with my lows. Um, and for anybody who listened to last week's episode uh, where we had Paris and Madison on. They talked about a petition that was circulating to have uh, a painting of the former mayor of Greensboro, Jim Melvin, removed from the law school. And um, the conversation was still ongoing with administration at that time. But Madison sent me a text message update a few days ago and let me know that the conversation has now been taken off the table and the painting is staying put and the petition has been deactivated. <laughs> so 
Ugh, I hate that. Time for some gorilla art. I can make them some posters to put up places, <laughs> like a portrait with a big red X going through it or something. I know, I know. It sounds so good, but you know, to their point that that they brought up last week, it's like their their certification is kind of on the line. And I know that you say like you know you'd sue, which I can understand the temptation, but. Oh God, it is so, mm, it like, it's achy and it feels awful to think that the people that are supposed to be signing off on your certification are also like kind of holding that over, over their heads, you know? Oh yeah. That is uh, very manipulative and I hate that. Super manipulative. Um, and yeah, that's all I have to say about that. That's a super low cause yeah. it's just, you know, it feels, it feels contradictory because in one breath administration says things like, you know, we support like diversity and we want to make like students of color feel welcome here. And then the students of color all get together. Hundreds of people sign this petition yeah. and they're like, this makes us feel unwelcome. And they're like, ah, oh, yeah. But <laughs> like, Ugh. man, you just kind of listen to what people are telling you. Like you can't claim ignorance. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, well, yeah, not if people spend so many hours articulating it to you. <laughs> right, no, right. There's no ignorance. And I think it would be a mistake. Uh, uh, it would be a mistake of the administration to think that the like outrage is isolated to just Madison and Paris because they're the yeah. ones who are championing this cause. Um, yeah, because yeah, like there are people who are in line behind them who will like you know, be there when they're too tired and they need to tap out. Like there are plenty of people who are willing to um, have this conversation, but mm -hmm. as of right now, the portrait stays and that is the update for the loyal followers. I hate so, it. I know it's not great. Um, but <clears throat> a less low low <laughs> is that <laughs> um, I, I don't know if this is a low or a meh, but I'm kind of like, I, I know that I'm two weeks into break now and I just got done telling you how I don't really feel like I've fully had a break. Yeah. But like I, my little routine that I have going on, I feel like I could do this just in perpetuity. I could, I could wake up. I, so I, this is like the closest to a housewife that I feel like I've ever been and ever will be <laughs> like a stay at home mom. And I'm wondering if maybe like I'm, I missed my calling here. Um, okay, because, I want to hear more about this. <laughs> yo, let me tell you, it is pretty nice. So like I wake up, you know, 7am, uh, I go do my little kickboxing workout, which is super fun. Then I go grocery shopping. Then I come home, have some coffee, watch a little TV, clean the house, do the laundry. Now it's like 3pm and I'm like, Hmm, what do I do? Like, maybe I'll have a cheeky cocktail cause I'm on break. And <laughs> <laughs> and then around like 4.35, I start making dinner and then Adam comes home and we just have a lovely evening together. And I'm like, damn, I could do this forever. Like this is what, <laughs> <laughs> this is probably what it feels like to be like a stay-at-home mom. Plus, no, I mean, no, 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 maybe a stay-at-home wife, but the once you add kids into the mix, I don't think there's any. Yeah. Really probably no more cheeky 3 p.m. cocktails if I have kids, huh? Oh! I didn't think that would be the thing to go. I imagine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I'm like, whoo, wow. I could, I am not going to tire of this anytime soon. Um, so yeah. That sounds yeah. Potentially. 
how how I spun that into a low, I'm not sure, but <laughs> that's where I'm at. Because um, you know, it's like a you're not using the you're not exercising that like analytical intellectual right. Here. Right. Oh my God. Okay. You want to talk about not exercising your analytical brain. I have been watching the real housewives of Atlanta and I swear to you, it has lowered my IQ and like put me in a bad mood. Like I stop watching it. I know I, but I can't, but I can't. And that's the thing. Like, it's like, it has its tendrils in me. Like I'm hooked and I started watching it just thinking, oh, this will be funny. Like, I'm just going to turn my brain off. What's the opposite of law school? Oh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> That's the opposite <laughs> of law school, I'm here to tell you. And um, I think I just, like, I turned my brain a little too far off. And now I'm, like, staying awake until 1 o'clock in the morning watching because I'm like, oh, my God. Did Wee Wee? Did Wee Wee? Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Did Nini just pull Kim's wig? Or was that a slip of the hand? Like, what? wow, Kim seems really mad about this. Like, are her boobs getting bigger? Was that collagen I just saw being injected into her face? I mean, it's just, yeah, it's a lot. Amazing. I have never seen it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect you to have ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Mm. Well, I don't know if you mentioned any highs. Sorry, I just had microphone malfunction <laughs> oh okay um, i thought you were just like i'm now i'm done speaking no no no, no. <laughs> and that's it no i accidentally pulled my microphone's power cord out so i'm back okay. um highs i just you know i got all my grades back and i'm very happy with them so <laughs> i can oh, rest that's again Congratulations. Yes. Good work. Good work this semester. Thank you. Thank you. I think for teaching myself con law, I did pretty well. Hell yeah. Yeah. You taught yourself and did Emerson help you out? Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. <sighs> so Emerson Bar Review. Now I'm here to plug that. <laughs> um, I watched, he has, so he had probably about like four or five hours of con law content yeah. and he makes these flow charts Okay. And he walked you through like his thought process with the flow chart. And so as I was watching his lecture, I was, I was like drawing out my own flow chart based on his. And then I took that from my notebook and then I put it onto like a giant poster that covered the wall in my dining room. Um, so as I was taking my con law final, I was sitting there just looking at my flow chart, like, okay, I just finished talking about this issue. Now we're going to analyze this one. It's just, Ooh, what a lifesaver. That's, that's so great. I'm glad to hear that. Oh, yeah. What a man. Well, let's hear about you. I've just talked way too much about the real housewives. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm jealous that you've gotten all your grades. I got one grade back, um, for evidence. Mm -hmm. And it was the lowest grade I've gotten in law school. And, um, you know, whatever it is the online semester and it was a class. So this, this professor gives us everything we could need. He, he provides notes before class with all these hypos. And then during class, you know, you can take notes over his notes or like, cause he provides them like as a doc, a word doc, you know, uh -huh. and you can write in like the, what you thought your the answer was for the hypo and then what the real answer was and why he just gives every uh, you every resource you would need he had um a practice essay as a midterm um he was really 
uh, responsive to email. We had 24 hours for the final. So it was definitely one where I was like, I'm just, I guess I'm just hoping to hit the curve because everyone's going to do great. It's like one of those exams where like everyone's going to do great. So you're all punished. Um, and well, not everyone's punished, but you know, most people. So, I mean, I stayed up almost the entire 24 hours, which is not a reflection on like necessarily it being like the best exam ever. A lot of stuff I had to teach myself on the fly because um, despite having all of these resources, the online <laughs> exam, the online class, uh, you know, and it was like my early morning class at 7.31. So I just, I didn't like the, I assumed that the essay would be like about a lot about hearsay and it wasn't. Yeah. It was a lot about authentication of evidence, like even getting it in like to court. So, um, I was like, Oh, I need to do some, some extra, like, let me reread that section of the supplement. So, um, anyways, by the end of it, I felt good about it. I really gave it my all and we had a page limit and a font size limit and we had to double space our answer. Okay. So you'll notice there's no font specification or margin specification. So I'm the asshole who used a more compact font and (laughs) margins instead of one inch margins because I wanted to fit on 10 pages. We had a page limit, not a word limit. So anyways, um, I, I, I wrote even more than what (laughs) someone who wrote Times New Roman one inch margins would have written. So I was like, I really gave my all. So getting this low grade, I was like, well, what did I expect? Everyone did great. I did not put in all of that effort all semester that one would have had to do to get a great grade. You know, I accept that. That is the state of things. Then I get an email from my professor that's like, hi, Lydia, I just wanted to let you know, like, I started reading your your exam and I thought it was good. But um, since you wrote like twice as much as the other students. I just stopped reading after 10 pages oh. out of the other students. And I was like, what the hell? And then so I emailed him back and I was like, hey, I would really like to request a, request a regrade. Like when we explicitly asked you in class, if it had to be Times New Roman, you said use whatever font you want. Like I, I kept it to the 10 pages. Like there was no specifications. Like I right. genuinely thought that like in this cutthroat environment that everyone would kind of read which rules are there and which rules aren't there. And like, there's right. no standard at WashU that says we have to use nice. Anyways, blah, blah, blah. Also, then, can I pause you really quick? Yeah. Really nice of your professor to email you and say, I stopped reading because like, had they not done that, you probably would have just taken your grade, right? 100%. I was ready to be humbled. The minute I got this email, I was ready to be like, I knew I was better than this grade, which is like, <laughs> <laughs> but basically he so I didn't really know what he meant because I was like maybe he converted it to Times New Roman and one inch margins which which would mean that this um nine and a half page essay became 12 and a half pages you know that's okay. what compact is so I was like which well damn what were you using just out of curiosity a body mt okay <laughs> okay it's it's compact. It's beautiful, but it's not so compact. Like I, I really struck a balance. There's some compact fonts that would have get, put me on seven pages. I could have kept going, but that would have just, I didn't have anything else to say and right. I was running out of time anyways. Um, so 
you know, I was thinking like, here, I'm missing out on three pages worth of getting graded mother. Send my response. Then he responds. Um, oh, I'm confused because I, I got a document that was 20 pages long. And I was like, whoa, like, I was like, okay, this is, this is the document I, I turned in. Like I, I sent it to him. I didn't open it to double check anything. Like I thought, oh my God, what if I single spaced it or something? Um, like what if the compact font looks double spaced because of how it's formatted, but it's not. So I was like, okay, I'm sending this to you without opening it because I want the metadata on the file to show that it hasn't been opened since I turned in the exam. Once okay. I send it to you, I'm going to open it and check it out and then email you again. So I did that. Then I opened it up. I was like, it's double spaced. It is everything. And so he was like, let me talk to administration and see what I can do. I was like, oh my gosh. Then administration emails me and they're like, hey, we opened the file. It's 20 pages long. And I was like, what? Like, no, no, it's 10. And so they were like, when we open it up in Word, it's 20 pages long. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to convert it to a PDF. This PDF looks like exactly what I'm looking like, what it looks like in my Word software. Right. They opened it up. They were like, oh, this isn't what it looks like at all in our software. Maybe maybe it all comes down to a body MT and if we have different versions of word. So they graded it based on the PDF. So he regraded it this weekend. My professor, uh, I, and which is like to your point, like him being really nice and reaching out to me by email, like I would have taken it and then asked him next, like later on, like, Hey, can we go over my final? And like, can you right. tell me what I did wrong? And so he literally, I got that grade from just, half of what I had written. So I'm really hoping my grade oh, improves. <laughs> I'm like, worst case like, no, you're still, <laughs> you still got that, that grade. Like, uh, but no, I, I, I think it'll go up at least a little bit. And so that is a huge high. <laughs> huge. Yeah. I mean, wow. I'm very hopeful for your, for your grade now. I like, I again, I, I at least hit the curve. I mean, that's what I went in there hoping. It's like, at least like this is as good as everyone else is. Like, I got you know below, below. So, um, yeah. So there's that. <laughs> so there is that. <laughs> that's the only yeah. grade I've gotten. Back. Dang, and it's been a roller coaster of emotions. This I'm grade. I'm supposed to be getting it back today, so I'm just I'll check right now while we're on air. That would be exciting. <gasps> Do it. Nope, hasn't changed. Dang it. <laughs> um let's see I'm confident I'm confident that your that your grade is gonna is gonna change is going it's to gonna improve. increase I don't know how much but like at least just knowing it'll increase like even a little bit is great <laughs> yeah um uh let's see okay so I've already mentioned the low for me of like not really feeling like I have enough like holiday time mm -hmm. uh, but I have been able on my break to go over to the house um, that I've mentioned a couple times on the podcast. Uh, it's on the bingo chart. So if you are following along, um, mark it off. Got a house. Uh, is a little fixer upper. It's my quarantine project so that I can listen to class and textbooks while I'm doing something with my hands. Um, I have been deep cleaning there because all of the things that have been done so far, like drywall, ceiling work, sanding, have created so much dust and it's just super gross there. Um, I have broken, or maybe they're not broken fully, but I'll just say 
these machines have stopped functioning. Two different vacuum cleaners and my like carpet shampooer have all stopped functioning like midway through cleaning the house. So it's maybe too dirty. Like I maybe should have rented like literally industrial strength carpet cleaners and vacuums. Didn't know that it was such a bad situation, but I figured out the issue for one of the uh, vacuum cleaners. It was just that the bag that collects the dust like broke, so it didn't, wasn't oh. getting a solution. The other one, though, my more expensive vacuum, um, no idea why that just stopped working. So, mm. so now I can't keep cleaning. So half of it's kind of clean, the rest of it is not. Um, yeah, I guess that's my low. And while I'm there, I'm like listening to books on tape that are not law related and I haven't quite found a book that just like sucks me in. So that's my meh. So I, not to, not that you asked for a recommendation, but I, um, I've been reading Serena, which is, I think the author is named Ron Rash. Um, but it's all, it's like set kind of turn of the century, uh, smoky, great smoky mountain, um, like North Carolina region. And it's all about this, uh, this woman named Serena who just married this dude named Pemberton who like owns this huge timber company. Um, anyway, it's very dramatic uh, because she's actually, and I don't think I'm giving this, Oh, I don't think I'm giving anything away by saying this. Like she's kind of evil. <laughs> okay. um, and it's, Oh my God, it has totally sucked me in. I'm not usually like a fiction reader, um, mm. but but this is super, super good. I, I recommend it. Mm. Serena. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you like a little, a little like taste. So okay. the, the, the men who work in the, in the camp, the timber camp, um, mm. they all talk about Serena because like, she's this beautiful woman from Boston, but she has kind of this like mysterious history where she grew up in Colorado and then her parents both died when she was 16. And when her parents died, she burns their house down and just moves to Boston. And everyone's like, why would you do that? And she's like very, very mysterious about why she did that. And (laughs) she meets and marries Pemberton within like a month. And then they come back and Pemberton has an illegitimate child with like a 16 year old who works in the camp. And anyway, the men all have like little like rumory mill type stories about Serena that they pass between each other. Um, mm-hmm. And one of them is that, so she has this Falcon that she trained. Wow. This <laughs> is know. definitely sounding exciting. Yeah. So she has this Falcon that she trained and um, she feeds rattlesnakes to the Falcon. And, but she, so like she'll have the rattlesnakes killed Um and then before the falcon eats them, she milks their fangs okay. for the venom. This is sounding very exciting. <laughs> and everyone's like, why does she do that? And like one of the rumors is that she coats her tongue with the rattlesnake venom every morning. It's like, oh my God, so good. She's like a Disney villain. I just love it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's my quick plug. <laughs> okay, that sounds amazing. I hope that's on Audible. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. For the record, I think Audible is stupid. Um, oh. Uh, sorry, not stupid. I just think it's too expensive. I don't actually... I think that, that like, getting audiobooks from the library is much better. But I just I just wanted to put that out there. Because, like, so many podcasts are like, Audible. You know, and I'm like, no, no, no. I only use it for... During exam times, I'll get that one credit. Use it for a audio outline. And then cancel 
my subscription. Unfortunately, this time I did not remember to cancel. So I have an extra credit and I downloaded this book, but I am not super into it. So I'm going to return it and get that one. Good. You have just solved my meh. Thank you. Very good. Wow. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I can be here to help. I want the snake venom villainous. (laughs) Yes. Mm. Um, (laughs) 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 I guess we should talk about job search. Oh God, that's right. That's what we're here to do today. I totally forgot. I just was like, maybe we don't, but yeah, no, I look, I'm going to, I'm going to open up a new tab and just walk y'all through what it's like at WashU. If you want. Let's hear it. Okay. So this is a fun thing about WashU. Ever since, even before I applied, their website, almost any link you click says, oops, page cannot be found. That has persisted as a problem. I do not, this private school has so much money. I do not know why they will not fix their website. Maybe they've been trying, but um, I haven't seen the results. So we get emails from the career services office that say, uh, check out this new job that we put on the like job portal. You click on the link. Oops, page cannot be found. So I am going, this is the only way to get to the jobs page. You go to the intranet. Do y'all have an intranet? I have an internet. But an intranet? Oh, I thought you were being cute. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yes, Ludia, I have an internet. (laughs) No, an intranet. Uh, No, I don't think so. Okay, so this is so confusing to me because, like, the intranet site at WashU has, like, a lot of things you can log into, like, the library for checking out, like, library books and, like, checking your grades and um, looking up, like, email addresses and stuff. So it's just weird because it's, like, a separate, a whole separate site. And I don't know. You can see your your transcript there and everything. Okay. So I'm on the intranet, um, and then I'm going to we have ours is called Simplicity. That's oh, like we, the, yeah, we have Simplicity. I figured that like a lot of schools would have that. Um, so Simplicity has job postings um, that you can search through, but at this time of year, at least for COVID year, this will probably never be like this again, the winter break search. It's usually in the summer. It's called OCI, which stands for on-campus interviewing. Again, for COVID, it will be remote, (laughs) but it's still just called OCI because everyone knows what that is. Um, And there's a separate section for that that's not under job postings. And there was a separate webinar for it and everything. And this is the um, biggest way that like firms do hiring at certain schools. Mm -hmm. So I think it depends on the school. Some schools don't have OCI and I'm not really sure why. Um, But basically if you imagine it being on campus instead of remote, it's like all of these recruiters are on campus and like all of the conference rooms are booked and like, you know, you and your classmates have interviews like back to back and it's like awkward and horrible and busy. Um, But you go to this site in Simplicity under OCI that says like employers and bids. There are different OCI like seasons, okay, sessions or whatever. So there were fall OCIs that 
I, oh, the times that I told you, I just submitted my resume for all the jobs that only required a resume and no cover letter. Yes. I think I, I mentioned that a while ago. That was through the fall OCI. I, I got zero interviews, obviously, <laughs> um, because you kind of have to put in some more effort. So this, there are um, those back-to-back -back interviews this year from January 20th to the 22nd, and then January 25th through the 29th for the winter OCI. And there are 25 firms coming for the first session and 38 firms coming for the second session. And so basically what I'll be doing over break is going through, let's see, I have to put my bid in by January 13th. So in my mind, I'm not really in a rush, but really I should like start preparing my resume. Like my resume doesn't even have um, yet my clinic work from last semester and mm -hmm. it doesn't, and I like, I haven't written like a cover letter that I can adapt for firms because like, I haven't really been thinking about firms, but there are like certain positions within firms that like kind of sound interesting to me. Like if I were a plaintiff's attorney doing class action suits, that would be kind of cool. Like I've just started thinking about that. Cause I'm like, not sure if I want to take this complex civil litigation class and I'm like, oh, but it could be cool could be cool um to just get thousands of people together and sue a corporation and get paid for it <laughs> could be cool yeah so um i just need to like basically it i'm looking at this like list of employer list of employers um and you can click on them for some more info but you basically have to do a lot of outside research and then there's a section that says like bid and you can put you have 50 bids I don't understand Wait, why. you're only allowed for 50 bids? Yeah. And I do not understand why I can't just apply to all of them. But I don't want to apply to all of them. But I don't understand why there's I even mean, a I, I bet that they put a cap on it to, like, ensure that people aren't just doing exactly what you did. <laughs> and, like, apply to, like, everything that doesn't require a cover letter. Yeah. Most of them. Most of them do. And, but my issue now is I don't have a writing sample. So I can't apply mm -hmm. to those. But. Or I guess I could put together a writing sample. Um, but yeah, so um, I will just go through these and submit to as many as I can. And then, like, I might be getting, uh, I might be doing interviews, like, late January. But then what I need to do over break as well is look up other jobs. Like, I need to do my own research and not just rely on these firms Mm -hmm. So this is something that I had not heard of before I went to law school. But for finding, like, government jobs, um, maybe some public interest as well. No, mostly government jobs. I think the Arizona Handbook. Have you looked through this? Uh, yeah, I had to in my legal research class. Okay. We, okay. we went through the Arizona Handbook. Yeah, it's um, – I don't know why Arizona <laughs> – I don't know if it's, like, there's – yeah, okay, Arizona Board of Regents on behalf of the University of Arizona. They're like, well, thanks for, like, doing all that work, University of Arizona. Like, Thank you. They, they put together all this stuff. Um, so, you know, y'all, wait till you're in school because otherwise it costs, like, 600 bucks to peruse. But when you're once you're a student, you have, like, a student login. Um, and then you can see, like, all of these government jobs that are opening up. Um, so I'm going to do that. Uh, like, to see if there's anything... 
the career my career advisor mentioned like some WashU alums that work at FEMA and I was like it could be Ooh. cool to work at FEMA yeah um, it's kind of related could be related to what I want to do and then um simultaneously throughout all of this I will probably go on LinkedIn to just see to just remember who I know who are lawyers and just like see what they do and see if it sounds interesting because I need to like I I think one of the huge benefits of being in law school as like an older student is like you have a network of people who are like around your age. Yeah. Like if you're starting out, like of course you have a network of like your friend's parents who you grew up with who are, you know, who might be lawyers or I don't know, people you've met. But it's interesting when it's people your age, like the my friends who went straight from undergrad to law school have now been working, like they could technically be partners now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a crazy thought. Yeah. Um, I think, um, I think that's how it works. Uh, or, you know, or they're just really high up or, or, and could tell me more about what they do. So, um, I need to peruse that, um, it's always so awkward that people can see that you've looked at them, but I just I have know. to suck it up because I don't want to pay for the invisible mode. It's just too, I just cannot bring myself to pay them for that. I've like completely, I don't like, I, I used to care if people saw that I looked at them, but then I was like, yo, like people have profiles to be looked at. No, I know. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're totally right. Um, yeah, so that's I think going to be my process. The the um, careers office was like, you need to apply to at least under jobs. <laughs> I was like, oh my, what? No. I think that, that's under the assumption that like you need a job that pays really well over the summer. For public interest, you do not have to apply to a hundred jobs, but like I think that like they're assuming that most people don't want to do public interest, which is a bummer. Like they Seriously. they don't they don't have a ton of funding for public interest for two L's. So we don't have that backup like we did last year. Um, yeah, I think that's my plan. What other things do you recommend? Do you have any ideas from your job hmm. searching? How did you find yours? Did you go on Idealist? I know that's like a good, there's some public interest no. stuff on there. I mean, I, d I do go on idealists sometimes and just kind of peruse what types of jobs are out there in my yeah. area for when I graduate, Yeah, um, which is like a whole other thing. Like I've recently started thinking like, when do I start applying for those jobs? Like, I cause do. I know some people who just graduated already have job offers and it's kind of contingent on them passing the bar, but like, yeah, when do I start applying for those jobs? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I got my summer internship through our career services um, biweekly newsletter. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And actually, you may recall, like, I opened up the newsletter. It was in, like, the end of summer. And I kept thinking to myself, like, I will not open any of these emails until I start school again. God damn it. <laughs> like, this is my time. Okay, my time. Yes. But then I opened the email because I was starting school on Monday. And this was, like, a Friday. And I realized that this opportunity sounded awesome but the deadline was that night at midnight so so oh I dropped everything and I wrote that cover letter and I like I even had dinner plans with my uncle and like <laughs> I I came home from dinner at like 10 p.m and I like continued to write the the cover letter very feverishly anyway um, made it work 
I, yeah, it just, it, it just worked. But sometimes what I do, and like this only works for me and work, I'm using this term loosely because it hasn't actually worked for me, but um, because, you know, when I started off in law school, I thought maybe like I didn't want to do a traditional thing with my law degree. Yeah. Like I was thinking maybe I would do something that doesn't require a JD, but a JD would be very helpful. Right. Um, and so I would just kind of like Google, like I would, I would sit around and be like, Oh, like this. Okay. It was, it was a little bit more structured than that. I have a document that I, uh, it's like a, an Excel spreadsheet where I just kind of keep track of organizations that sound interesting to me. Mm. Um, and every so often I'll go onto those websites and just click like jobs. Um, <laughs> and I'll follow those organizations on LinkedIn too. So nice. Okay. It's kind of just like a rolling. I, thing. Google. I should really, I should get on that. Yeah. Google, Google is super helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Love Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, I, I wish you know, I, I really am not like a good source for how or where to get jobs. <laughs> like, <I'm> like, <laughs> You're like, look, I don't need to search for jobs. They come to me. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> hardly, 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 hardly. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, wish me luck. Yeah. Good luck, my friend. You'll get hired somewhere and you're going to get your evidence grade back and it's going to be an A plus. Wow. Okay. <laughs> From your mouth to God's ears or whatever it's, whatever the saying is. I, I just checked again because I thought it would be fun to reveal at the end, but I did not get any update. But, but again, it's like, well, it's possible that he read the rest and was like, no. Nah. <laughs> He's like, nah, it stands. <laughs> so then I, I just I keep refreshing. I'm like, it's still the same. And it's like, yeah, it's still the same, Lydia. Get the hint. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I refuse to believe that. He, there was like a whole part of your essay that he didn't even read, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, man. All right. Well, oh. I'm going to get back to my, like, holiday bullshitting. <laughs> that just sounds so nice. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I wish you the same, just merry holiday bullshitting for the next week. Yes. Everyone yes. listening who is a law student or thinking about law school, I just hope you have a really relaxing break. And same. your break is a break. It is not your full-time job to prepare for law school or apply to jobs or whatever. It's just, yeah. just you know. Take that time. I can't believe I forgot to mention one high. This is a nice note to end on. But... Ooh. I got as a little present to myself because I got a really good deal on Mercari, which is this like used website, mm -hmm. a massage chair. Oh my God, you did? Not the, not the like full chair. Like I wish this is just like something that you lean against an existing chair. It's just like a massage pad, but it's, oh yes. And it, oh my it has, gosh. Like, and everything. And I'm just like, why didn't I get this the minute the gym closed. <laughs> right. The it minute is, the gym is, closed. That has been making my break. So yes, yes, yes. That was my, oh. my massage chair has returned. Well, three, three cheers for the massage chair. Yes. All right, buddy. Bye everyone. Bye Megan. Bye.